Are you worn out from training, instructing, and disciplining your children day in and day out? Are you frustrated that all your efforts don't seem to be making much of a difference in their behavior? Then we are so glad you're joining us for today's Q&A episode. I'm your host, Katie Morgan, and welcome to Parenting with Ginger Hubbard. Ginger is the best-selling author of Don't Make Me Count to Three, Wise Words for Moms, and I Can't Believe You Just Said That. She speaks at women's events, parenting conferences, and homeschool conventions across the country. You can check out her parenting resources and find out when she's speaking in or near your area at gingerhubbard.com. If you enjoy this podcast and find it encouraging, would you prayerfully consider partnering with us by making a monthly or even a one-time donation? Whether it's a dollar a month or $20 a month, your support genuinely helps to sustain this podcast and keep it on the air. So Ginger and I want to give a special thank you to Angelica in Wisconsin and Joy in Ohio. We are blown away every time we receive a donation because we realize that God is not only working through our efforts, but He's working through you, our listeners, to keep encouraging parents to reach the hearts of their children for the glory of God. We are incredibly humbled to be a part of that, and we are just so grateful that you want to partner with us in that. So thank you, listeners. If you feel led to partner with us, just go to gingerhubbard.com slash support to donate any amount. Long before my husband and I had kids of our own, I knew I wanted to be a homeschooling mom. But when my oldest was ready to start kindergarten, I had just had our third child, who we affectionately referred to as the baby monster. Homeschooling didn't seem possible with a kindergartner, a toddler, and a baby monster. I was so thankful that a friend introduced me to BJU Press. Their all-in-one curriculum resources gave me the confidence to homeschool at a time when it didn't seem possible. Their video lessons that, by the way, are engaging and taught by experienced teachers, those videos were a time and a sanity saver for me. Best of all, their K-5 through grade 12 all-in-one curriculum options are rooted in a solid biblical worldview. To learn more about BJU Press, go to BJUPressHomeschool.com and see what they have to offer. You'll find their parent-led resources as well as independent learning materials at BJUPressHomeschool.com. And tell them the baby monster sent you. Well, hey there, listeners. Before we dive into this episode, we want to let you know that beginning in December, our podcast will start airing on, wait for it, Tuesdays each week instead of Mondays. So be prepared. Tuesdays, you'll get new episodes, not Mondays as we've been doing all this time. So we just wanted to make you aware of that change before it starts in December. Well, Ginger, welcome to part two of our three-part series. Sadly, I don't have a clever name for it. Last week, we talked about being tired. This week is frustrated. Next week is anger. And I think it's like a trilogy of child training trials. Well, there you uh, go. Just it trilogy rolls right off of the child tongue. Training. Yeah. yeah, love trilogy it. Trilogy of Very child training trials. <laughs> I'm good Perfect. at this. Yes. Yeah, you know, it's, it's so easy for those things to go hand in hand. And that's why we wanted to do this trilogy, mm-hmm. uh, because it's like a snowball effect. We've been hearing a lot from moms who are saying they're mentally and physically exhausted from the daily responsibilities of training, instructing, and disciplining their children. And I just want to say, I remember those days well, so I get it. I can totally relate. And Katie, I know you're still in the trenches, so you can certainly relate as well. Yeah, I'm I'm still somewhat in the thick of it with a 12, 11, and 7-year-old who, believe it or not, they are not completely perfect despite the fact that I'm on a Christian parenting podcast. So 
I'm basically a fraud. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a big difference in being flawed and being a fraud. Oh, I like and that. And a fraud, yeah. <laughs> you are not. Mm. A parent who struggles and doesn't always get it right, well, Katie, you're just like the rest of us mm. who live in a continual sense of thankfulness for the grace of God. That's right. Uh, Katie, I'm also very excited about our three-part series And for all of you moms who have written in about these tiresome and frustrating days when you're doing all you can to be consistent in training your children, but it just feels like a never-ending battle that you seem to be losing, (laughs) I just want to encourage you to remember something I heard Katie say a few episodes back that was so incredibly wise. She said, our battle is not against our children, it's with our children. Katie, I just love that because we are in a spiritual battle with our children. It's an ongoing battle of helping them understand that their outward struggle with disobedience derives from their inward struggle with sin. And it's not a battle that's to be won with good behavior, but a battle that has already been won by Jesus through his death, resurrection, and atonement. Mm. So we battle alongside our children every day. Even when we're tired and frustrated, we press on to help them take hold of the victory they have in Christ. And as we seek the Lord day in and day out to help us and them press on, we take hold of that same victory. Amen. So when we're beaten down by the battle, it's good to be reminded of the how and why we are to stay on that battlefield with our children. Ephesians 6 verses 10 through 18 tells us about the real battle we're in with our kids and encourages us to set our minds on things above and things more important than behavior modification. Our battle, it's not against flesh and blood. It's not against the way our children behave. Verses 10 through 18 not only tell us what the battle is truly against, but how we win the victory. Those verses say, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground and after you have done everything to stand. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with a readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Mm. So what does this passage teach us? It teaches us that the battle is constant. And when we are so worn down and so frustrated that we're tempted to throw in the towel, we need to remember the charge at the end of that passage to be alert and to always keep on battling and praying alongside our children. Colossians 3 verse 2 says that we are to set our minds on things above. And as we commit to doing that, we'll view our children's constant struggles with disobedience as constant opportunities to point them to Jesus. Mm -hmm. When we ask God to help us keep an eternal perspective, even in moments of being tired, He will renew our strength. And as He does that, we'll find ourselves being eager and excited to train our children in the wisdom of the Lord rather than angry and frustrated. 
That was also good that I didn't want to stop you, Ginger, but I do want to reiterate what you said, that our battle is not against the way our children behave. So much of my parenting exhaustion and frustration likely stems from fighting what feels like this upstream battle against behaviors that are irritating to me. And sadly, some of those behaviors aren't even sinful on the part of my kids. They're just things that irritate me in that moment. Like, stop being so silly, children. Mommy's busy being seriously crabby right now. (laughs) And uh, Ginger, I feel like so much of parenting is me taking the telephone pole out of my own eye so I can help my children find the speck in theirs. And it feels like many days I'm losing that battle. It really is. Well, I get it. That's common for all of us, Katie. And if we aren't able to humbly admit that, then we probably need to check our hearts. Mm. But in all of those things, our struggles, their struggles, we can get frustrated with the effort to keep going and persevere. We can become weary from the battle, especially when we're tired of training our children with the same struggles over and over. My favorite parenting verse, um, and I know you guys have heard me say it a hundred times, but it's so good on those days when we're worn down and frustrated from disciplining and instructing all day long. You guys have heard me, it's Galatians 6, 9, which says, let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Mm -hmm. Another good passage to remember on those difficult days when it seems that all we're doing is correcting and training and wondering if we'll ever see the fruit of our labor is Isaiah 55 verses 10 and 11, which tells us that God's word does not return void. That's why it is so important that we are training them in accordance with God's words, Mm -hmm. because it's not God's, it's not our words, it's God's word that penetrates the heart. Mm. So Katie, how about you read uh, those verses for us that I just mentioned, Isaiah 55 verses 10 and 11. Sure. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. I love parents. I just love that promise because it reminds us that when we're feeding and nurturing our children with the word of God, we may not see the growth and the fruit that we'd hope to see or as quickly as we'd like to see it. But according to the promises of God, we reap what we sow. We reap more than we sow and we, we reap later than we sow. And we have to remember that our sowing and reaping play out in accordance with God's will and God's timing, not ours. Okay, I'm going to repeat that. I really like that, Ginger. We reap what we sow, we reap more than we sow, and we reap later than we sow. I think, I suspect it's the latter part that really bothers most of us parents. We want that harvest to happen on our schedule and in our preferred timing, Mm -hmm. not God's. I want that seed to hit the ground and immediately start bearing fruit. And, you know, Ginger, I know it's easy to joke around about millennials and generations after them. I don't know any of the other generations off the top of my head. I I don't remember. Um, I'm a millennial, so I don't care about anybody but me. But um, (laughs) I'm just kidding. But I I really honestly do think there is something to be said for those of us who have spent our entire adult lives, and some of you younger parents, even your childhood, knowing little more than instant gratification, instant photos, instant messaging, um, on-demand entertainment. And it's really hard to go from that to waiting patiently for the Lord in His timing when it comes Mm -hmm. to our kids. Mm -hmm. That is so true, Katie. 
But it's when we cling to the promises that God's word does not return void, we can rest assured that it is accomplishing what God desires and achieving his purposes and in God's timing. We know from Hebrews 12, 11, that God's word is living and active. So we can be confident that it's working in the hearts of our children in ways we can't always see or understand. And when I say ways we can't always understand, that includes when we don't get the results we hope for. We must realize that our faithfulness to parent in accordance with God's word does not guarantee that our children will surrender their lives to Jesus and live for him. We hope for their salvation, we pray for their salvation, and we do all that we can to teach and encourage our children to honor and obey the Lord in every aspect of their lives, but we have to accept that their decision to follow Christ is not based on our efforts, but on God's goodness and grace to call them to Jesus and their response to that call. When we accept that ultimately God is in control and not us, we're able to let go of the frustration and anxiety in our parenting and take hold of peace and rest that comes from trusting Him and putting our hope in Him. We have to remember that even though we do all that we can to point our children to Jesus, their choice to follow Him is just that. It's their choice. It's one that we cannot make for them. It's a decision that can only be settled between them and God. Even if we are parenting perfectly, which I shouldn't even say that because none of us are because we are all imperfect sinners that fall short. But even hypothetically, even if we were parenting perfectly, only Jesus can rescue our children from sin and only Jesus can change their hearts. Exactly. Uh, But Ginger, I know some people might ask, well, then why bother with all that effort if it's ultimately up to the kids themselves? Because we're commanded to. Hmm. somehow in ways we will never fully understand this side of heaven it all works together to accomplish God's will therefore we do all that we can and then we leave the rest to Jesus we pray for God's will to be done in their lives and we faithfully trust in his ways which are not ours Hmm. well today's topic is for parents who are frustrated and weary of all the hard work of parenting And I imagine that many of the parents listening feel that way because, like you said, Ginger, they are doing exactly what God has called them to do, but they're not seeing the results they think they should see. And we hear from listeners like that who say, Mm -hmm. I've been doing this and I'm not seeing the fruit I want to see. And I believe we are most likely to become weary and frustrated in our parenting when we work as though we are responsible for the outcome. We're called to do the work, like you said, Ginger, and we're called to do it consistently and with love. But try as we might, we are not responsible for the outcome. And that can be a really hard pill, I think, for some parents to swallow, because I know it is for me. Yeah, same here. Me too. Self-reliance, though, is a slippery slope. Mm -hmm. We want to believe that our efforts will bring about the results we want in our children. And when they don't, It's easy for us to get frustrated, but the truth of it is that all of our efforts are in vain if they're rooted in anything other than the realization and acceptance that God is in control and we are not. Hmm. Yes, God can use our obedience in training our children to do a work in their hearts, but ultimately, it's still His work. We are just vessels that He uses. So for all of you parents out there who are struggling with being tired and frustrated because you aren't seeing the results you want, my prayer is that you'll find rest as you put your hope and trust in the Lord and not in your own efforts. 
And I sure do hope you'll tune in next week when we take it to the next level and talk about when parents are so tired and so frustrated that now they're angry. Mm. And I'm super excited about next week's episode because I actually have, listen to this, I have one answer that will solve all three of those problems. Ooh, okay. Way to leave us hanging. Thank you. (laughs) Stay tuned. Now is the part of our show where we share a funny kid quip from one of our listeners. Today's kid quip is courtesy of Heidi in South Carolina, and she says this. I just listened to your newest podcast and had to chuckle at the kid quip. My youngest, also seven, recently came to me in the kitchen where I was cooking a Sunday lunch omelet. He tends to make quick judgments on whether or not he's going to like whatever I'm cooking that day. I can identify with that. (laughs) And decided that he wasn't a fan. However, once we were all sitting down and eating our food, he declared after a few bites, Mom, I do really like this mullet you made. (laughs) That is so funny. (laughs) Heidi's referring back to episode 81 called Mm -hmm. uh, Kids Who Know It All. And the kid quip in that episode that I gave was about my seven-year-old, Grayson, who told me he wanted his hair cut to look like an omelet. But of course, (laughs) he meant a mullet. Mm -hmm. I had no idea that was a mistake common to seven-year-olds. That is really funny. Uh, Now, I want to know if anyone out there ever had their two-year-old call watermelon yo mama. Because (laughs) I actually have a video of that one. And I'm going to have Heather put a link in the show notes to it. Grayson has given us many great kid quips. So keep those coming, listeners. We love to hear your kid quips. And I hope nobody's kids gets a, gets the idea of starting to call watermelon yo mama because they could wind up getting in trouble walking around. This is looking true. at people saying yo mama. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> Grayson had a lot of them, and you know what? If you're on Instagram, listeners, I'll give you a little uh, insight into Grayson's kid quips. He, I have a hashtag on Instagram called Grayson Says, and his name mm-hmm. is spelled G R A C E N, like Grace with an N. And I have a lot of his videos on there. He was a f- really funny toddler, so we yes. just we had lots a blast. of entertainment there. Yeah. So check that out. I highly recommend it if you need a good laugh. <laughs> If you have a kid quip for our show, we would love to hear from you. It can be any funny thing your child or grandchild has said, or it can even be something funny you said as a child. Just go to gingerhubbard.com slash kidquips, that's Q-U-I-P-S, to submit those. Well, Ginger, I think this would be a fun time to tell our listeners about something they might not have noticed if they don't always listen to our episodes all the way through to the end. But we started a while ago, actually, leaving some outtakes at the very end of our episodes after the music has faded. And it's just our way of sharing some of the behind the scenes stuff that we think is kind of funny. (laughs) Yeah, Katie and I like to keep our episodes pretty polished and free of too many goofy mistakes because we want to respect your time and realize that this isn't a show just about the two of us shooting the breeze as much as we would like for it to be sometimes. <laughs> we have specific topics and contents that we want to share, but for those of you who really enjoy the times when we can be goofy and some of our crazy mess ups, well, those outtakes are there for you. Exactly. And as of this recording, which we try to record a good few months out, so there might be more between early on and now. But anyway, as of this recording, we have about six of those Mm -hmm. outtake episodes. And maybe, I don't know, maybe we should have Heather put a link in the show notes to the episodes that have them. Because I know if it was me, I'd be like, I want to go back and listen to all of those. I love outtakes. All their mess ups. Yeah. Yeah, Let's listen to them. 
Sound like real that. smart at the end sitcoms, of the show. Sitcoms. I love that on sitcoms yes. that I like when they go back and show all the bloopers and mess ups. I think that's hilarious. So Yes, exactly. But listeners, if you do get in the habit of just listening through to the end, you're sure to hear many more of them as we go. Because to be honest with you, Ginger messes up a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yes, throw me under the bus. I'm just kidding. It's about 50-50 <laughs> at this point. We have a lot of, you know, we we talk for a while and it's bound to happen. Yeah. Okay. Enough about that. Ginger, can you please leave our listeners with a final word of encouragement for those times when they just feel frustrated in their parenting? Sure. Parenting, as we all know, can be frustrating, but let's not allow our frustrations to deter us from doing all that God has called us to do to reach the hearts of our children and point them to the transformational power of Christ. When we are weary and frustrated from the battle, let's go to the Lord who is always there, waiting to hear our prayers and renew our strength. Thank you so much, Ginger, and thank you listeners for joining us today. Are you looking for fun and Christ-centered Christmas gifts for your children or grandchildren or maybe your nieces and nephews? Well, today we're offering both of Ginger's children's books, co-authored with Al Rowland, at a 10% discount when you use the code parenting at gingerhubbard.com. Sam and the Sticky Situation is a book about whining, and Chloe and the Closet of Secrets is a book about lying. These adorable stories are full of quirky, fun illustrations, and they help children understand that there are better ways to communicate than whining. Uh, They talk about the importance of being truthful and how they can always turn to Jesus for help. Again, just use the code parenting at checkout at gingerhubbard.com and get 10% off both of those books. And remember, when you purchase through gingerhubbard.com rather than other online retailers, you're helping support our ministry and this podcast. Thank you for joining us today and thank you for your support. We look forward to being with you again next week. Until then, may God bless you as you seek to reach the hearts of your children for the glory of God. And remember, listeners, when you purchase through gingerhubbard.com rather than other online retailers, you're helping to support this ministry and this podcast in ways you don't even understand. You don't understand. You're too stupid to understand that when you spend your money on Amazon, it ruins us. Okay, let me try that again. Oh, man.